I did not test audio, so we're just going to wing it. Hello and welcome to the Reapman Entertainment Podcast, episode 409 for July 23rd, 2023. My name is Nathan Reaton-Spruth. Joining me this week, we are joined by Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. It's me, the one and only. And that's that's it, because Oroa is feeling not well, and I think Nick Lotus has, like, a, a family? And like He's a got, ch- like, parental responsibilities and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't get it. It's just me. I'm all who you have. You're you're the only one who showed up, and, and that's hopefully my audio is good because we didn't test this week. Low effort podcast, everyone. The audio is fine. You have a little bit of background noise, but you'll be all right. I think really? there's. It I... sounds like there's a fan or something. I can't possibly think what that could be. Did you just turn off the fan? I have absolutely no fans in here, and my computer's water cooled. Interesting. All right. Well. Whatever there was, there was a little bit. It's it's gone now. Anyway, okay. so let us ask where I can find you. You could find me. You could find I think you. You could find Aroa and all of our relevant social medias at aroa.website. One of those I'd like to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. We got like maybe a month and a half or so of releases left, uh, and also we've been remastering the first season, which wasn't particularly good before and it's never been a perfect time more perfect time that is to start listening yeah I, unfortunately we didn't have the original audio but from what hey, we're, we're doing the the best we can with what we have it's it's a little choppy in some places but like i'll respect your time was would there be any way to get the old audio back basically we'd have to ask the previous editor if they kept those files. I'm not willing to bet they did, slash, I'm not willing to ask. See, and me, I'm a hoarder um, when it comes to digital stuff, so I have things saved from years ago that I I should probably delete. It has an intense system of floppy drive backups. Yeah. You know how how you can go into an art studio and they got, like, those, those drying racks? It's just row upon row of, like, Floppy, 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 floppy. It's true. It, that's how all of the podcasts are saved. We'll just one <laughs> a floppy. bites at a time. Hey, hey, you know, floppy disks could hold up to 1.44 megabytes. So I'll, I'll be honest, I only bring that up because I'm, I've been particularly nostalgic about, I guess, old games in general. People were posting, like, I'm, I'm going to pull Doom out of my butt because that's the most obvious one. But, like, you used to play that on a floppy. How fun. It's it, and then they they had like CDs come out with CD audio and it changed everything. However, uh, you can find me. Let's move on to me. You can find me Nathan Reen Spruth at Reeton everywhere. I'm on I'm on YouTube at Reeton. That's also where one of the places you can listen to the podcast. I know some people, uh, Nick Lotus, being the one I can think of, uh, prefer to listen on on YouTube. So I will continue posting on there because. Some people just prefer YouTube to, as a place where they can click play and then just go do things around the house. 
I'm also on Spotify, reading, reading podcast everywhere. Uh, mainly, I'm on Twitch Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and I am desperately trying to get banned from Twitter. Uh, <laughs> not giving a fuck. Um, this Wednesday, I will not be streaming. I think you may, I may have told you in the chat, in the stream, uh, this Wednesday I won't be streaming because I'm going to be driving like over 12 hours that day. Shouldn't like you've be? been doing that a lot lately. Well, we have a clinic that needs a server, a printer, and some phones set up. And it's about five and a half hours away. We already worked on it, but and that's what we did last week or the week before last. We set all that stuff up, but unfortunately the server... We were like, what? There's no server here. So we had to get our server ready. And my boss, for some reason, has some personal things going on where he's like, I can't go to this clinic to get this working. And it opens. Personally, I cannot drive five hours to go here. I cannot be bothered to do that. Yeah. But uh, it needs to be done because the clinic opens next week. So somebody has to go. And he was like, does anybody want to go? And I was like, I'll fucking do it. You give me 65 cents per mile that I drive, and <laughs> I am totally cool with that. And then he's like, I was like, so am I staying in a hotel room or am I driving back that night? And he said, that's totally up to you. And my reply was, you're either giving $300 to a hotel or you're giving me $300 in overtime. And I'm choosing the me getting the $300 in overtime. Sure. So that's that's why I'm driving so much. Uh, but that means I will also be back on Thursday to play games. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then you have I think to work th- that following Thursday. Yes, I do. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, it's okay though. Uh, again, I need I, I need and want the money. Um, I I what was I gonna say? I was going on to something else. Oh, Thursday, I will be starting up the next playthrough. I. Th- no, no, it's next Thursday. So I lied. I'm a liar. Uh, it's not this upcoming Thursday. It's the following Thursday is when uh, Baldur's Gate 3 releases. So I'll probably start my playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3, not this week, but next week. Let's move on and ask what games you played this week. It's a very short list. I, I've been talking about that Destroy All Humans 2 game. They remastered it. They called it Reprobed Edition because, haha, funny butt joke. Yeah, yeah. And boy, let me let me just see real quick. It took me uh, twenty hours, approximately, to a hundred percent this game, and I was sick and tired of it. Probably at around hour like seven, eight, if I'm being generous. That's that's a lot of stretched patience for uh, for 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 wiener jokes. I think that it is a game that was. That would be fun in short bursts. So you probably binged through it. It was perfect for, like, like honestly, like, best case scenario kind of game for I'm going to play this 15 to 30 minutes before bed. Mm-hmm. Because for at least parts of each stage, just digging around on the world map is productive. You could pick up, like, uh, you know, like uh, the, the artifacts and stuff like that, the collectibles. Uh, you could abduct people to get your powers better. And you're not really being told to do that, but you do get enhancements for doing it. So it's like, hell yeah, I'll just stick around for a bit. 
But once you've done all that and you're just like, okay, I gotta collect the scatterings that I missed and I don't know where they're at and ugh, it, it's not respecting of the player's time in a way that I wanted it to be. And because that was all that was left for the last like six to eight hours of gameplay I had left, it sure did feel like a dredge. Mine, but it's over. Mine, the next game I'm playing through is Baldur's Gate 3, which is over 100 hours. We famously know how well you do with uh, tabletop, uh, tabletop RPG-like games that have 100-plus hour time spans. I think, I think Baldur's Gate 3 will be better than, for me than the Pathfinder games because it's just the RPG. Sure, right. Um, I did not like, like, there's like an RTS. Well, it, it's not RTS. It's more like um, Might and Magic. The uh, Might and Magic Heroes. Heroes of Might and Magic. Mm -hmm. There we go. It's like those games where you have like another section where you're trying to control areas. And I'm like, I just want to play the RPG portion. I just want to go that through the story. Point. A lot of people brought up about, like, even in my friend group of like nerds who hang out together, we all played that game for the most part, and we all pretty universally were. Most of us hated it. I kind of loved it, but I was, I, I, I just happened to have a setup that was really beneficial for doing that just sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, I, this has nothing to do with my character, really. Though it does, because if you don't completely dominate the map before a certain point in the game. You get kind of screwed over later on. Right. Everyone has low morale. They can't actually succeed in anything. And it's like, oh, the fight was over before it started. Yeah. Budge. Yeah. I get it. I get um, it. But anyway, uh, did you play anything else? You played Destroy All Humans? Yeah. Speaking of blasts from the past, uh, I've been in just a, a grossly nostalgic state lately. So I started playing Final Fantasy VII again. Whoa. Originally, it was like... Oh, I'm just going to pop this in and play it for a little... I'm playing on Steam, but, you know, it, it, euphemistically speaking, pop the disc in. And uh, long story short, I'm now into, like, seven hours into a save. You, you ever just have that happen? You you mean to play a game for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour just to scratch an itch, and and then there you are, almost done with disc one? Yeah, yeah, I've I've done that quite a few times. And actually, uh, are you done? That all the Am games I you played. Oh. Oh, yes, that is it for the games that are worth mentioning. Did you beat the game? Yes. Did you beat... <laughs> Seven no, hours. I, I got a little more grounding to do with it. And Unfortunately, no, it's, it's a fun time. I love this game. I can't complain about it. For me, I played, because it was included with Game Pass, which should just be my catchphrase, is I played Arcade Paradise. Mainly because I was like, I need something to bide the time before... Baldur's Gate comes out because I don't know what game I want to play. And this seems, yeah, it seems fine. Uh, it starts out really slow. Basic, the basic story is that your dad leaves you a laundromat. In the laundromat, uh, that's how you earn the money. And that's how he's like, I built my business and you do this. Um, and in the back room, there are some arcade machines. You end up taking the laundromat and turning it more into an arcade. There is a laundromat in the front, but like you keep expanding in the back and adding more and more arcade machines. And then once you buy up that number of arcade machines that you can buy, they're like, Hey, another expansion. And you pay for the expansion. And you can buy more arcade machines. I really like the game. 
it's it's really i did you watch on monday and tuesday because it starts out slow because you're literally doing laundry and then waiting you put the laundry in the washer you wait three minutes then you put it in the dryer and then you take it from the dryer and and put it like folded up you thankfully you don't have to do the thankfully you don't have to do the folding part I watched for approximately 10 minutes one time you were streaming it, and in that 10 minutes you were doing such exciting tasks as cleaning up trash from a laundromat and playing the same minigame over and over because your daily checklist said you had to get a certain score. And I realized, oh, this isn't the game for me, and I tuned out. Oh, okay. So it gets better than that. Uh, There are a bunch of games. Like, if you just want to go in and play the games and make money playing games... You can do that. It's fun. Uh, and the, the best thing I can say about this game is that I looked at my clock. I saw that it was 7.30. And then the next time I looked at my clock, it was 8.50. So I, I had lost track of time while playing the game. And, and you that, got into that flow state. Yeah, I got into a... I, I got to the point where I actually... You know, lost track of time, which doesn't happen very often, as I'm sure you know, being an adult. uh, It just, it's not something that I I don't fall into that because I'm like, I need to go to bed at a certain time or I only stream for three hours. So I keep looking at stuff. Um, But I'm, I, 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 I wouldn't say that it's an amazing game or that it's for everyone, but for the price of I paid for Game Pass. It's enjoyable, and you can play all the arcade games. They're not amazing, but you can play them, and they have pool. They have air hockey. Uh, they have that wood chopping game that was really popular for a while. Um, and I, I'm kind of excited to see what other games they have in there. Because once you get bored of one cabinet, you can just be like, ah, oh, I'm going to go buy another arcade machine for $3,000. <laughs> Can I do that in real life, Connor? Uh, oh, well, I mean, I guess technically. I don't think it's going to turn the profit you're expecting it to, though. Did you actually have any arcade experiences growing up? Like, did you have any near Uh, Yeah, when I was a kid, we had, some, we had a couple arcades, but those, you know, died pretty quickly. Uh, the, the main reason I never really went to arcades was uh, my family was poor. Yeah, that and, was our excuse. Yeah, so every once in a while, like... I, I it stopped happening and it's annoying to me. But like every store you would go into would have like a Street Fighter cabinet back in the day, and now mm-hmm. there's no street, there's no arcade machines in any store. But yes, uh, I, I had some arcade experience when I was a kid, and I know that uh, Durga and I, when we went to Japan in 2019, uh, we went to the Sega arcade, and that was pretty awesome. That's a lot of fun. I, yeah. I have a couple of like core memory style arcade experiences from growing up. And you definitely do get in that flow state while you're there. Like, it's a place that's designed to allow the the background noise of the world to just blend away because I, there's too many arcade noise jingles. There was one arcade I went into in Japan that just like they had the whatever audio cranked all the way up for the stereo system, and I was just like, nope, this is far too loud. I don't have the the earplugs for this. Sensory uh, overload. Yeah, so I just I did not go into that one, but the Sega arcade was really fun, uh, and I remember playing, ba- you know, Donkey Kong, the Donkey Konga, but the uh, 
not Donkey Konga version of it. Mm. That was pretty fun. Anyway, uh, Friday, I played Exo Primal with some friends. Which did dinosaurs? Yeah, you shoot dinosaurs, and it was all right. We had an okay time, and I think I might have got a friend in trouble, but we'll talk about that later. Off, off mic. Uh, or I, off, I off immediately podcast. know what happened, and that's that's a shame. It is a shame. But we are going to move on, and we're going to talk about some news stories. Those news stories being, the first one is YouTube raising their monthly prices. I actually wanted to talk to Aroa about this, because he actually pays for uh, YouTube Premium. I have a weird feeling this isn't going to be a big enough impact for him to stop paying, but maybe I'm wrong. Probably not. Uh, here's Here's the deal. He pays for the family plan. Because him and his wife, you know, are on that. They're, they're a family, and so it's a little bit cheaper to do that. And then also, I'm part of that family, so I hope he continues to pay. Because <laughs> I, I, I got, you know, years ago, we had a podcast where, you know, I was like, you know, whatever. I don't like, ad, I don't like using Adblock on YouTube because it takes money away from the, the people who are making the videos. And now there are like five or six ads in every video, and I'm like, fucking ad block. That's what I need. It's gotten bad. I've particularly lately been using YouTube on the ride home. Yeah. And I'll watch like a two-minute video, three-minute video, and then I will have six to eight minutes of ads. Okay, that's an over-exaggeration, but damn, that's a lot of ads. I have – I stopped – I'm happy that I wrote – because I, I never enabled ad block for YouTube. But there was just there was a point where I'd watch like a half an hour video, and there would be like five or six ads. So like every three or four minutes they would put another ad in. And I understand that they're trying to make money, but the I'm okay with it being like an ad in the beginning, an ad somewhere in the middle, and an ad somewhere in the end. Like just three ads. But when it comes to like multiple ads in one video, it's it's not worth it to me. It seems so, like it's when a video has like multiple checkpoints in it, or not checkpoints, but the like topic points. There's a word for that. It seems like every time you hit one of those chapter markers, that's that's exactly what I said the first time. Every time you hit a new chapter chapter marker, it seems like that's when it plays an ad. Which means, depending on what kind of video you're watching, you could be getting like ten plus in your single sitting, yeah. which is just too gosh darn much. So now it's raising by. So the YouTube Premium, what YouTube Premium does is you don't have ads because you pay that monthly fee. Um, and what they're doing is right now it's $12 a month per, for one person, and they're raising it up to $14 a month. So it's $11.99. They're raising up to $13.99. Uh, YouTube Premium members, an ad-free experience on YouTube. Also, subscribers, uh, it allows players subscribers, sorry, to play clips in the background and download videos on mobile to watch offline, which I think is also a neat feature for, like, if you're uh, going on a long trip or something. Like, you know, I'm going to go up to, or I'm going to go to Japan this October and having YouTube or some video saved is going to be nice. I just can't go to Japan without having Skibbity Toilet on my pocket at any given time. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. I'm, I'm talking about the 12-hour flight there. Um, having some videos to watch makes it a lot I, easier. I got data on planes now. It's okay. Planes do not... I'm just saying. They do not give you enough data. They're like 200 megabytes. It's awful. 
Unless the plan allows allows you to do that. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure. Does it say any? Aha! Late last year, YouTube increased the price of its family plan by $5, pushing the monthly rate to $22.99. In March, the company tacked on $8 per month to YouTube TV, which now commands $73 a month. By the way, that started at $35. That's, that's too high, man. That's too much. That's an, Yeah, like that's why I switched to Sling. But I don't see that they are raising the cost for the family plan. So the family plan is staying at $23. And don't get YouTube TV. Just get, if you are interested in getting live TV or with DVR or something like that, uh, I would say Sling is still the best offer because it's $30 cheaper than YouTube TV. And there are other ways you can get it as well. But the for the shows that I want to watch, which are wrestling, I need to have uh, Sling or YouTube TV. Do you subscribe to anything like this? No, and I, I think that maybe it's just because I slipped out of that 18 to 25 age demographic. I yeah. feel like I'm not getting the, the targeted like videos that I'm actually really interested in watching. On YouTube? And, uh, I'm talking, I guess, YouTube specifically on here, and I, I don't pay for like a sling or nothing. Yeah, I got Reetinflix. Yeah, you got Reetinflix, which is better because you can you can ask for stuff, and sometimes it gets updated. Anyway, uh, sometimes the things I ask for even show up. Yeah, um, we got another going in on this. So we have YouTube is raising prices. Netflix also increased prices last year uh, or this year. Everything's increasing prices. Uh, game. Game Pass is increasing their price by a dollar. Uh, we also have Spotify is increasing their price from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine a month for their single person listening experience. I actually use Spotify Premium, even though I hate Spotify as a company. But it's just I want to listen to my podcasts without ads, and I want to listen to music without having to like listen to ads so i pay the money do you have is this another thing that you don't have no i, I don't pay for any of these are like nice we're fools for paying for all of this stuff yeah idiots only stupid people would pay for all this stuff and i, mean, I kind of think that way <laughs> so the cost of an individual premium plan is expected to be going from 9.99 to 10.99 a month at some point next week uh they did say a bunch of this is from Tech Radar. Sorry, it lo looked a little weird on my toolbar. I have dark mode on, uh, and it like does not allow me to read the Tech Radar logo. We forgive you. It's okay. So saw a bunch of price Spotify price increases back in 2021, but the only plan that saw a price increase in the U.S. was a family plan, which was went from 14.99 to 15.99. Now individual subscribers are paying. Eleven dollars a month. So, if you have a family plan, or if you have a family that you want on the plan, it would be cheaper per person if you went with the family plan, which is always kind no of brainer. yeah, which has always kind of been the case. And I've had a friend who was like, "We should do the Spotify family plan because it would save money, and I can give you money every month." And I was like, "All right, Durga, but I don't trust you to give me money every month." <laughs> And so I, I never did that. Uh, so yeah, it is 
That's I just wanted to combine both of those because stuff is going stuff is getting too expensive. The whole what reason is- why people started using like Netflix and YouTube Premium and YouTube TV is because they were cheaper than their landline alternatives, the the other the competition. And now prices are raising. It's almost like the competition isn't working. Sorry. I, 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 I feel like if you're, if you're Spotify, and I was trying to think of a, the right way to say this, and I think this is possibly a problem just because I've never paid for Spotify before. They are constantly like, hey, homie, we will give you three months, five months, 12 months for 99 cents a month. Just please give us your credit card information. Yeah. Just constantly being like, hey, 99 cents for three months. If they're really that hurting for profit, why don't they just cut that shit out? To cut cut away the marketing budget. Like, why are they so desperate to get new listeners? If getting new listeners is hurting their bottom line so much, like like the reason you're not making any money is because most people do. They're only paying nine ninety nine uh, or nine ninety cents. What whatever it is, I don't actually know what it is. And then probably canceling their subscription. I, I think I think it is like you get your first three months for ninety nine cents or something like that, and then it keeps going. It's because it gets you trapped in, uh, and it's a tactic that works. It, they do it with Game Pass as well, where it's like, hey, you want your first three months for a dollar or something like that, and then they just get your ho- their hooks in you, and they're hoping that you either like the service so much. That you're like, hey, yeah, okay, this is worth the $10 a month or $11 a month now. Or they that you forget that it's such a, it's a minimal amount of money that you'll forget that you're paying it every month. So I hear what you're saying. And my counterpoint is these are incredibly predatory tactics. Oh, they're I'm awful. I'm not going to support a company who does that if I can help it. I, and for I that reason, Spotify understand. doesn't get my money. They'll never get my money. Good. Good. Don't do it. Don't be like me, Connor. Uh, also, don't buy games on Ubisoft's launcher. Apparently, there there are some like I think I have like two or three games on Ubisoft's launcher. Do you have any Ubisoft games that have to go through their launcher, like Watch Dogs or uh, Rainbow Six? I think did for a while. Oh. Well, as you know, uh, I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, yeah. I'm a big, big fan of the, the Far Cry games, which are all Ubisoft games. And if the case is that when I purchase those on Steam, I'd also have to launch them every 30 days or something like that, that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. So there's this article in TechSpot that is saying that Ubisoft will close your account if you haven't logged in for some time. And you will you will lose all of your purchases forever. Um, it that says doesn't sound right. That, that doesn't sound legal. Yeah, it says Twitter user PC underscore enjoyer of piracy and anti DRM advocate. Oh, a piracy advocate. I like this guy. Tweeted a very uh, a very phishing like email from Ubisoft informing them that they have not been using their Ubisoft account. As such, the company has temporarily suspended the inactive account, and it would be closed in 30 days in accordance with the terms of use. Uh, And I am reading this. It looks... It does... It says, 
Hello, we noticed that you have not been using your Ubisoft account associated with this email address. We have temporarily suspended your inactive Ubisoft account. We'll be closing it permanently in 30 days in accordance to our terms of use. Um, it does sound like a like a phishing email, right? Like I get them all the time where it's like, hey, we missed your, uh, your pickup for this Amazon purchase. Just click this link and give us your password, huh? Huh? So it sounds kind of like that. Um, but the message includes a cancel button for the user to keep using their, uh, includes a cancel button for the user to keep their Ubisoft account open. Again, this looks pretty suspicious, but the company's support staff later confirmed that it is not a scam. They said, hey there, we just wanted to chime in that you can avoid the account closure by logging into your account with the 30, within 30 days uh, and selecting cancel account closure link contained in the email. Um, I, but why? We certainly do not want you to lose access to your games or accounts, so if you have any difficulties logging in, please create a support case. But here's the deal. If I'm logging into my account... And the reason why you are canceling the account is because I haven't been logging in. Then why will you, why do I have to log in and then press the cancel account closure button? Shouldn't that be automatic? Right. You, it knows that you've logged in. That seems, it seems like they're trying to get people to buy the, the, the repeat licenses to play games they already purchased. And boy, does that, that doesn't sound like it should be legal. No, no, it does not. Uh, as per PC Gamer, Ubisoft states the voluntary account closure page that accounts cannot be recovered once they have been closed, which is why a 30-day cooling-off suspension period is activated before deletion. Um, it should just be illegal for you to do... What if I can't... What if there's some reason why I can't log in? Like, I'm on vacation, or... In the I'm military, out of the right? Some some reason why this just seems not not great. Ubisoft once voted the most hated video game company in twenty three countries is no stranger to controversy. That is a uh, that's a, the first line of the last paragraph, and I love it. Most hated video game company in twenty three countries. I don't, it, first, first off, if you have a Ubisoft account and you don't want to lose your games, just make sure you're logging in every once in a while, but they should seriously change the practice and hopefully after all the backlash that they're getting from Twitter and other news sources that they'll just be like, oh, look, we just changed our policy and you'll never have your account closed because of inactivity. Because I want to say this bad. isn't even a new policy. Like, it doesn't say when this became their official policy or are people just getting mad about it in the rounds again? I think the reason why people are getting mad um, is because it's the thing that's happened recently and somebody who's slightly higher profile noticed it. I don't know who this person is. Um, but let's Someone take a look. Just vocal or whatever. That that part really doesn't matter for the sake of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they don't but have that many fault. They only have 4,200 followers. But I, if, I, this yeah. is, if this is already the case, then like 
it, assuming that this isn't the case for like people who purchase their games from Steam rather than the Ubisoft client directly, those games are probably already gone. It's too late for me. Yeah. It says here, the big question about how long a Ubisoft account must remain inactive before the threat of losing it and all purchases looms large. According to a Twitter note, Ubisoft claims that they don't close accounts that are inactive for less than four years. I, mm. That's a long time to not log into a single account. On but one if, hand, I agree with that. On the other hand, they purchased the license. Who cares? Exactly. It, it's it's a it's a it's a unique identifier and a, a license key. That's not a lot of data to keep. I know what I would do. I would not cancel the account, obviously, if I was Ubisoft. But if they were inactive for that long of a time, I would at least require them to reset their password the next time they logged in. Yeah, put that <laughs> server on a on an archive partition or something like that. Put it on ice. Yeah, yeah, I would just be like, yeah, let's let's make it so that you gotta you gotta change your password because that's that's not great. That's not that's not a good uh, amount of time to keep your passwords the same. But just being let's... like, no, fuck you, buy it again. That sucks. That sucks so bad. I I closed out of one of my tabs. Give me a second here. Uh oh yeah, that one. That one's fun. So, what do you think of the federal government? Uh, I think things could be being handled a lot better than they currently are, I suppose. That's true. What do you think about the Federal Reserve? Uh, I, I guess I think that things could be being handled <laughs> a lot better than they currently are, I suppose. Would you like to have PayPal or Venmo or uh, what, Cash App, but done through the government? You know, all joking aside, like I'll, I, I think that might just be the bare minimum of what I would expect to be available. And they are making it a reality. I don't know if you actually read it. Uh, yes, I did. Okay. So I, I have a coworker who anytime... I've spoken about this coworker before, but anytime I complain about something happening in the United States... His response is always that the Federal Reserve is the problem. Oh, unions aren't, the unions are getting union busted. That's the Federal Reserve. The economy sucks. That's the Federal, like it's everything, every problem with the country is because of the Federal Reserve. And that makes me really want to download this new app, which is called FedNow. And FedNow is, it's PayPal, where you can give and receive money. Uh, over the interwebs, like if I needed to pay Connor for something, I could do it through FedNow instead of PayPal or Venmo, something like that. I don't. It's weird that they're coming out with this in 2023. Uh, you'd think it would have been a thing like 25 years ago, but cool. Uh, I guess. Uh, they... no, okay, being generous, I, I think this is something I would expect them to have done. Between 10 to 5 years. And, and that okay. 5 is really irking it, though. Yeah. Um, I guess the European Union already does that. They already have, like, a, a federal way of sending money. Which, yes, the federal government sucks in a lot of ways. But I don't know which I would trust more. Would I trust PayPal more with my money? Or would I trust the federal government who already has access to all my money? Um. 
It's interesting. This is from TechSpot. It says, the Fed just announced that its long-awaited system for instant payments has finally gone live. FedNow, which has been in the works since 2019, will provide individuals and small to medium businesses with a tool to transfer money any time of the day on any day of the year. Uh, capability that was previously available only through private payment systems such as Venmo or PayPal. However, compared to those private companies which act as intermediaries between bank institutions, payments sent through FedNow will be settled directly in central bank accounts, which is good because I also wonder, is there going to be a fee? Because like PayPal has a fee uh, after a certain amount, especially for business-related stuff. If I give you money as a friend, I don't have to pay a fee. But if I'm paying for like a service, there's a PayPal fee. And transferring money from my PayPal account to my bank account, there's also like a 1.5% fee. I don't know mm, how, how much I, I would used it. I, I've, I've not really did like, I used to use that all the time. Not this one, obviously, but I used to use like whatever the chase equivalent was for paying my rent all the time. Zell. And that was great. As long as it was a chase to chase customer. Yeah. If I ever had to pay someone else, I'd just be like, hold on. I'm going to walk to an ATM. Here's some greenbacks. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? Chase Quick Pay? I hate that I use Chase. Um, but it's it's what I've known for the last like It's what's over... in the area. Exactly. Compared to Fedwire, which was their old one, FedNow is designed to provide uninterrupted twenty-four by seven by three sixty-five. So all the all the days payment processing capabilities while maintaining payment integrity and data security. The Fed states, the, for the time being, 35 banks and credit unions, as well as the U.S. Department of the Treasury uh, and Fiscal, the Department, U.S. Department of the Treasury's Bureau of the Fiscal Service are ready to accept instant payments through the new service. Furthermore, 16 service providers are ready to, to support payment processing for the aforementioned banks and credit unions. Um, I do not see a percentage of what is charged, but it does say that they have a maximum payment limit of $500,000 for an individual payment, which I think is more than what I'm going to be sending. I think that's more than it needs to be for a maximum. I mean, they, they also, I I would say no, because they are doing it with uh, small and medium businesses as well. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. If you got to do like a big, yeah 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 okay yeah yeah because like my boss we get a budget at the beginning of the year i don't know how it works for you guys but we get a budget at the beginning of the year and my boss basically argues for that budget and then about six or seven months later they do like a budget evaluation where they're like oh you're not using all of this budget we're gonna shrink your budget for this year and put it into this area or put it back into our profits etc 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 so is that do you know have any insight of how that works where you're at not even the slightest my boss uh was just like yeah so they're doing this and i don't want them to take any money away from me so i just made a $750,000 order and i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> so it it kind of makes sense that 500 grand would be would be that like level because business they don't want to lose that money a lot of the time so they're just like we don't want to lose it and if i use the money then they can't take it away from me 
Um, let me let me ask you a question real quick. What part of that sounds sustainable, though? I think a lot of the problem of how we got where we are right now is because of that exact mindset. I completely understand, but I don't have any control over any of that. I'm 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 saying that I think that if the budget is made at the beginning of the year, they shouldn't take away anybody's budget. Like you can do the evaluation uh after 6 or 7 months and see how the money is being spent and and look at that for next year's budget. But if you are already told, "Hey, you get a million dollars for your budget this year," You can't come to me in six or seven months and say, hey, by the way, it looks like you're not using a, the correct percentage of that. We're going to take $100,000 away from your budget. I don't think that's but cool. Why are, I also don't understand why you'd budget out for an entire year all at once and not be adjusting that periodically like as a part of a convention. And, and I, I agree with that. Um, we did, case in point, we have to spend money from our budget to re-equip one of our clinics with new computers and probably a new server, just a bunch of new stuff, because apparently it flooded. And so they were not on our list of clinics to upgrade, and now they are on our list of clinics to upgrade. That's one way to get new computers. Accidentally flood the building. Uh, I guess a pipe burst or something like that. And. Yeah, that would do it. Um, but it, as you're as you're saying, like now we have to budget out for that extra clinic. And there's another thing that we didn't know about at the beginning of the year. There's a new clinic opening in our area that we're also going to have to put computers and servers into that we didn't know about when the budget was originally made. So it is it is a little silly. I think maybe they should do six month budgets instead. No, fuck that. Every like. Two weeks get an update on what you need. Shit, the, if the a building only, gets a burst pipe in it, the, you are not going to stick with the same budget that you had six to eight months ago. The reason why I would I would fight against back against that is then your accountants would be redoing the budget every two to three weeks, and that would make them run ragged. Yes, looking well, you could over do a little bit of the budget. Yeah. I, and I understand maybe maybe a bi-monthly thing or, or a quarterly thing would, would make more sense where it's like three or four months out rather than six or six months or a year. But it is, it is a lot of stuff that just happens. And I don't know how businesses work, man. I've been looking over the FedNow site. I don't see on the front page um, what their fees would be. But I'm sure that they have some sort of fee. Because even the government has to make their money. Um, so, that's it. We had another story we, we were going to talk about, but I dropped it. And the reason why I dropped it was because it was uh, a bunch of rumors and, and speculation on the PlayStation 5 Pro, which will probably come out at some point. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about it is rumors are that it... it will probably drop uh, fall of next year. They're, they're, but, but even on that page, that the reason why I dropped it was because on that page, it was like, oh, it could be fall of next year or it could be late this year. And I'm just like, okay, then it doesn't... You're giving me 12 months to work with. Thanks a lot. Um, 
So my question is, uh, I, will you have a nice day? No, I don't think so. It, you it's don't been think ruined. So? It's been ruined by what? But being here. It's, it's, it's always the worst. Let me out of your basement. Uh, no. You, I, I'd let you have your Steam Deck in the basement. You're fine. What more do I need, I guess? Exactly. So thank you for being here. We will be back next week talking about some more news uh, from the video game and tech world. Uh, thank you for being here, Connor. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah,